Alrighty, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Uh, it's uh, what date is it right now? It's Wednesday, August. Isn't it? Second. Yeah, it's the second. September second. Yep, September second. So check this out, guys. It's uh, we're kind of doing a little little phone tag ish issue or uh, a little Bluetooth, and so this is what what's going on. Travis is in in elk camp right now in Utah. Uh, right after successfully filling his tag, uh, Brian is in El Cajon. He right, Brian. That's where you're at, El Cajon. I'm at Tijuana. Yeah, yeah. Down there by Mexico, uh, and he just got back <laughs> from uh, Arizona for like eight or nine days. He's been gone, so I've been, needless to say, just been working and, and living vicariously through these guys. But hey, real quick, I know yeah. there wasn't an intro, which is all fine and dandy. Me and Brian will record a new one here pretty quick, so just bear with us if that was like your your highlight of the podcast, which is a little weird, but it, it helps our sponsors. The only good part about it. <laughs> the only good thing about the podcast was the intro, right? And it and, yeah. uh, it, it highlighted our, our partnership that we had with a, with a few different companies. So I'm just going to run through it real quick. Uh, we got Victory Archery, uh, the Carbonell Experts. Devin over there at Victory Archery, big shout out to him. He's had my back. He's had the podcast back, and he's helped Brian out. Handful, man. He's helped, he's helped out San Diego Muley, too. He's, he's helped me out on almost every one of my shoots. There you go. Big shout out to Victory Archery. Uh, the Carbono Experts, they, they without a doubt have supported the podcast since day one. So if you guys are looking for a new set of arrows or, or uh, have some concerns about your own, make sure you guys at least check out Victory Archery because I'm telling you right now, those arrows are without a doubt game changers for me matter of fact i was telling travis before we actually fired off this podcast is uh i shot my 2020 utah buck with an arrow that i've had in my quiver uh for almost a year almost a year i just i threw it up in i threw it up in the old tight spot and it is what it is <laughs> and mm -hmm. i saw the opportunity i grabbed it because i know it shoots straight and uh without a doubt she still performed so uh, big shout out to victory actually you guys are great thanks for the support uh tricer usa uh, oh what's that bud I was going to say, and, and uh, you know, uh, Devin is just, like, one of the coolest guys on the planet. And and he's got so much knowledge about arrows. Too. Oh, yeah. Like, you can, learn, you can learn so much by listening to the podcast that he's done with you. Yes, absolutely. Devin's and congrats on your antelope hunt, Devin. Yeah, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. I was just going to bring that up. De Devin uh, filled both his doe and buck tag on his antelope hunt this year. Him and his wife took their newborn baby out there and, and had a good family vacation. Good, good for you, bro. Big shout out to to Devin Tricer USA, man. These guys, I, I've I've known Drew for a handful of years. Uh, super cool dude. They came out with a new glassing system, man. They got the GTP two. They got the GTP three. Make sure you guys check them out. TricerUSA.com. Make sure you're using promo code R two R. It'll give you a discount at checkout. The, Drew's a stand up dude. The products he's producing, 100% American-made. You guys will not be disappointed. I'm telling you guys, follow that guy. He's got big things coming. It's an amazing product, and, and without a doubt, without a doubt, he has produced a game-changer in the backcountry hunting, back hunting industry. Like, there's no doubt that the GTP3 is going to save you at least four pounds. Well, for me, four pounds, because I, you know, I run – Heavy stuff, but I'm telling you, this tripod system and, and that bipod system he, he's produced with trekking poles is, is game changer. So check them out, Tricer USA, all right? Also, roll over to Archery Geek Custom Strings. Uh, our boy Evan, he, he without a doubt makes some killer strings. He, he just threw a new set of strings on my bow getting back from Utah. It was time. Um, 
He's making a set for Brian right now. A handful of my buddies have got sets from him. It's great product. Check him out. Running X99 strings. If that's something you guys want, make sure you use Ridge to Ridge promo code. All right. And then also, uh, last but not least, uh, Josh Kettle. He's supporting us. Big, big shout out to him. Fly down custom calls. He's the reason we were able to give that box call away a few episodes ago or at the beginning of the year. I'm Thank sorry. You. He, uh, oh yeah. Hey dude, that's right, dude. You did win that. And you weren't even a I part of the, win. you weren't even part of the show <laughs> yet, man. That, that was just uh, a, a coincidence. <laughs> no foul play. Brian, dude, Brian's, Brian's a, a wizard when it comes to those uh, things where you put in the, the win kit. He's always tagging me in that and hitting me up like, yo, did you go for the giveaway? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I didn't even know about it. And like, you know, he's, He's uh he's good at getting his name in there, so he earned it, man. Yeah, right. man, it, it's funny right. stuff. So so just a big shout out to Fly Down Custom Calls. He, he's a custom box call maker. He makes slate calls. I'm telling you guys, Josh, he's no joke, man. Ton ton of knowledge there, and the kid's a straight killer. So big shout out to him, and and I appreciate it. Look here, man. Oh yeah. <clears throat> that being said, just to touch on Brian's luck real quick. Uh, not only did he win the Fly Down Custom Calls uh, box call. But he actually won the block target that I donated to Travis, your shoot, August 8th. Yeah. And you had to take it yep. away from him. You said, that's not fair. And I was like, I don't blame you, bro. I, yeah. It, it just had to be fair. Like, you guys donated that one. And now that he's part of your podcast, like, I just, it was like, you know what? I just, it, like, it would just look so bad. I was like, you know what? I'll get, I'll, I put him on the, on one of the bow cases. I was like, it, it, it was only right. Yeah. No, that's so, cool, man. I, I would have. He was it, it, you know what? Yeah. If it was me, though, I'd have told Brian Pounce and, bro, I see you ain't getting. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Hey, you know what? You know what? He paid the he paid the money to do the shoot, and he also uh, he also was out there just like everybody else. You know, like even even you. And like I just the way I look at it is, if you donate a prize, like your name pretty much doesn't go in the raffle, but like you did it, and then like Brian was kind of like your rep. Yeah. Like you were, you guys were both there, so I can't take both you guys out of it. No, I get so. it, man. I, I'm just pumped that yeah. uh, that block went went to the right people. I I, I had told you from the get go oh, that I wanted that block to go to somebody with kids that were getting into archery or a kid that was there shooting. That that's what I wanted it to go to, you know. And and thankfully, you know, it would be a great uh, great giveaway at a uh, arrow because I lost two at that shoot. <laughs> and that's where Devin cues in now. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> Victory. Uh, but hey, yeah, listen um, up, guys. No, that was a fun shoot. Yeah, it was great, and it was uh, it was cool because it it allowed us to look at shots more realistically in a in a real a real time environment, right? Like anyone can shoot yeah, 80, 90 yards on flat surface, and a you know in a block target that's three foot by three foot wide and tall you know what i mean it's 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 totally different so for you to put those on that's yeah. good man it opens people's eyes and whatnot but dang man yeah. let, let's change it up man you got something pretty special going on right now and uh i you know i'm a big supporter yeah, we, so go ahead and we've talk got about that we've we've got so much to talk about on this podcast that we're just gonna try to go as fast as we can to make it short but um but yeah dude i'm up here i'm up here oh shit dude I'm up here in elk camp right now, and I'm watching a buck walk like 200 yards from my fucking camp right now. It's oh, fucking rad. It's <laughs> awesome. Um, I love I love Utah, dude. Um, mm-hmm. No, so so uh, the 2020 is trash challenge, dude. I've been up here and just picking up trash off the roads, like all the dirt roads, when I'm driving out to spots or whatever. Because I'm I'm sleeping in a tent and uh, you know uh, kind of truck camping, 
where uh, every day, like, I'll drive to a different spot just depending on, like, the sign I'm seeing and shit. And, um, and picking up trash and all, like, just all of a sudden I realized, like, it's getting harder and harder for me to find trash. And uh, I just thought, you know what, it'd be rad if, like, a lot of people got in on this. And I was like, you know what, like, I got a fucking idea. So I called Bruce first. And then I think I talked to you next. Yep. And then, then I talked to uh, Willow Creek Archery. Nice. And and then uh, I threw up the post about about what, what is happening. So here's what's happening, guys. If you guys are out hunting and you see trash and you're walking by it, like, I can't tell you how many times I've done it where I'm walking in and I see something. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pick that up on the way out. And when I'm walking out, I take the wrong, a different path. And there it is. But now, like, this is going to hopefully motivate people to pick it up as soon as they see it and just, like, try to make sure they get it in their pack or whatever. But when you pick up the trash, like, just when you get back to your truck, take a picture of it and send it to me, like, direct message on Instagram at, at San Diego Muleys. Or if you want to put it in your story, I know, like, I was talking to Johnny Hunt, and, and he was like, yeah, I, you know, a lot of guys, we've all been doing this for years, but, you know, it's not something you think, like, oh, I'm going to post it. So you don't have to post it. You don't have to put it in your story. Just send me a picture of it. Right. If you want to post it and throw it on, like, that's cool, too, because that might motivate other guys who see your picture, your your story or your post to it might remind them like, Oh yeah, picking up cash. And dude, like, I think it's just going to be good for, for, for our land. And it's also going to make, I think it's also going to make hunters a little bit, a little bit more vigilant when they see uh, somebody throw a piece of trash, not like they aren't already. Cause I, I know if I see someone pick throw, or throwing something out, I'll get in their shit hard. I don't like it. Yeah. You know, being, being a surfer and a hunter. All right. Yeah. And, and so, so at the end of the year, like this started a couple of days ago, I've already got, uh, dude, I couldn't believe that Johnny, um, Johnny Hunt and, uh, Ryan Howard were the first two guys to send me a picture of them picking up a fucking load of trash, dude, out of Arizona. And this is San Diego. This is Arizona, Utah, wherever the hell you're hunting. Right. Uh, as long as you follow San Diego Muleys, I don't care where you live. Right. I'll send you the prize. Um, this goes from now until the end of the Arizona over-the-counter hunt in January. So nice. Jan- January 31st Perfect. is the end of it. And at that point, everybody who's in it goes into a raffle. We've already got a couple of 3D targets. Um, we just got Right to Bear. So there's going to be rifle hunters that will be winning shit. So Right to Bear, we'll work something out with them. Um, and then there's going to be a cash prize. Like if there's going to be the P- – if, if, if there are guys that like – show like send a picture of a load of trash in their truck like like the 100 pounds that, or 180 pounds that me and my dad got last year people who do that they're going into a big raffle and there's right. going to be some cash and a prize on that one right so dude that's so, uh, that's that's awesome man i'm telling you right now that 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 raffle i i like the aspect like obviously everybody knows that i don't have social media oh Real quick, Brian. Brian's running the the deal for us now, so we couldn't tell. We yeah. couldn't tell. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> it, 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 so Brian, Brian's got it up and running, and and I'm so glad that I don't have my hands in it because I'd be a miserable, I'd be a miserable sob right now. But anyways, uh, I I think it's cool. You know, if you guys decide to post it or or put it in your stories, that's good. I I like that. I like that idea. I mean, obviously, it's not a requirement, but all it does is if you you know, put a shout out out there. It's just going to help our lands out, you know, even if it got yeah, the, one extra guy to pick up some trash, you know what I mean? The biggest thing is like, there's so many of us that do it and we've always done it. And, and 
um, you know, in small amounts and like not didn't necessarily have to be the big amounts, like, like what I started doing a couple of years ago, but we do it and we don't, we don't need to brag about it. We don't no. need, we don't need recognition for it, but this is like, like I, what I was thinking about was like with the recognition, if you guys put it in your story or whatever, it'd be rad to fucking have other people see it and say, what the fuck is the 20th, 20, 2020 is trash. Yeah. And then maybe they'll start doing it, yeah. you know? So well, not only cool. Dude, yeah, and it's yeah. just going to, it's just going to better our hunting ground. Yeah. So. There's a ton of good yeah. prizes that are going to be given away. I mean, I, I, I've i already committed to donate whatever you tell me to donate is what's going to come come your way. You know, I think we were talking about some 3D targets or, or whatnot. I know I'm going to throw some shirts in there. Brian's going to throw some shirts in there. We're, we're going to do what we got to do to support this, to to literally support this because it, it's, it's important to me. It's important to the majority of people that are listening. Absolutely. And, and you know, like there's going to be – like the prizes aren't really – going to be dedicated right off the bat like the archery shops will probably donate they're going to donate um 3d targets and then we got right to bear their their gun shop so they'll donate something specific like maybe ammo or something or maybe a gift certificate to their shop because there's going to probably be archery winners and there's going to be rifle winners yeah and so like it we're trying i'm just trying to get everything covered and it's, it's working and like i said who knows maybe maybe even Devin, maybe victory are arrows they'll throw something in yeah. who knows yeah you man. know Let, we'll talk to them oh dude those guys are so cool and they've they've supported so much shit that i've done and and uh with me not being able to really do too many shoots even that even that shoot that i put on a couple of weeks ago i didn't have much notice on that i had like a week and so you know i didn't i didn't have time to get in touch with Devin or all that and like so so um it's, it's just bothering you know like you have to try to walk in the woods just see a balloon or a beer bottle you know it's what, is it, what are those things? Bothers, that, what it, pick it up. What, are they the? Are they called Skylar balloons or what are they? They're what are mylar. They mylar. 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 Birthday balloons. I don't yeah, know what they are. You know, pick them up. Yeah, yeah. The people that get mad at us for uh, for hunting, uh, they're the first ones to go out and buy twenty of those balloons that end up where we hunt. Yeah, and we're the ones you know, that yep, end up I picking them that. up, stuffing them at the bottom of the pack, and and you know pulling it out at the end of season because it crumples up so small. That's the thing with a mylar yeah. balloon. I mean, it really takes up no space, and they're very easy to spot. I know everybody. If you're out in the woods at any, for any length of time, you see them. So just when you see them and you come across, grab them up. You know, I'm not saying walk a mile and a half to grab one because believe me, you will see them if you're glassing them. You will see it, but just Absolutely. if you come across it and it's not out of your way. Definitely, with that of out, or just leave them by the trailhead and get it on your way out. There you go. I tell you what, I tell you what, if you've been hunting for more than a year and you haven't seen one of those balloons, I'll buy wrong. you a beer. Yeah, you're doing something <laughs> yeah. wrong, bro. <laughs> yeah, because either, either you're either you're not hunting very hard, or uh, or you're hunting in. Uh, I dude, I don't know where I wouldn't find one. I found one up here in Utah. Yeah, they're everywhere. I saw one in Utah. So you hike out with you about Palomar, you know, boom. Dude, mm-hmm. and, and dude, something else that bugs the shit out of me. Um, Kyle Miner, or Maynard, isn't that your buddy, Brian? My buddy Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he hit me up, dude. He was out hiking the other day, sound for deer. I mean, you know what he came up on? Two, not one, but two piles of fresh human feces with toilet paper and everything in the middle of a trail, not even attempted oh, yeah. to bury. Like, right. and he, he, he made the effort to bury it and all that which is disgusting. I mean, that guy deserves a medal for that. But like, who, who in their, who, who hikes that doesn't know? Like, you know what? If you got to do that in the woods, 
go go pick up pick a rock up and it, when you pick that rock up it makes a hole that's where you do it and then you put the rock back in and it's gone like yeah. that's that's the outdoor way right there man yeah. you don't have a shovel people leaving tiger <laughs> traps in the middle of the trail that's what people are doing bro they're putting like mm-hmm. you know pieces of bark over over uh your 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 waist <laughs> and uh come walking by and stepping in some bitch yeah <laughs> dude that's oh horrible my God. That's gross. I, how big on that man we've been in we've been hunting together for a long time and we're at this one trailhead a couple come up and walk their dogs he threw his jack-in-the-box trash on the floor and said, hey, we're going to sit here until they come back and see if he grabs it. And, uh, you know, 30 minutes later, whenever they get back to the walk, the guy gets in his car and uh, turns the car on, and then you know, Kyle lit him up, got out of the truck, went up to him, hey, you're going to pick up the trash? There's a trash can right down the road or whatever he said. It was a long time ago. But, man, that's horrible, man. Uh, I'd, I'd get, I'd Kyle, be pretty Kyle vicious on up. that. I'd Kyle be pretty vicious on that. I hate that. Trash, uh, it's horrible, yeah, it is. The no, guy didn't even get out of the car. The guy didn't get out of the car. His wife came out of the car and did it because the guy was so so embarrassed. Yeah, bad day for him. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully his wife doesn't have a bigger wiener than he did. Well. <laughs> <laughs> did I say that out loud? I'm sorry, dude. I just get, I get sparky when it gets to shit like that. Like it, it you know, like a um. If if you're if you're that kind of guy that's gonna throw your trash out of your car, dude, I got a problem with you in a in a big way. So, so I just, I just don't like it. That's and that's that's kind of where this all came from. But, well, but, dude, that's the deal, dude. Like like people can win shit just by doing that. And like it's gonna be so good for for our local mountains and and like I said, hopefully it goes huge and hopefully we get a lot of people and hopefully we get a bunch more companies throwing shit in. Yeah, I I think that I, if I, we if we do our our research or our you know our due diligence about it and and reach out yeah. to the right companies without a doubt, I think we can totally get some I mean, we already have some killer prizes. Like, I mean, yeah. between between right to bear uh you know, Bone Arrow Shop at Willow Creek, man, mm-hmm. and in between me and Brian, dude, we're, we're gonna have some killer prizes out there. So, I and, mean, what is and it? me, dude? I'm just, I'm throwing, I'm throwing in. Uh, I, I can already tell you right now, it's gonna be a probably a 3D target, depending on how many rifle winners win, and then and then there's gonna be a pretty solid little cash prize on that on that big one. Yeah, so, see? so I'm I'm excited so. for it. However, we gotta support this. It, you know, Ridge Ridge yeah. Outdoors Podcast is 100 percent involved. Without Dude, and I can't thank Always. you guys enough because you've you've uh, you've supported me like um, with a, with a bunch of my, ever since we met. Like you've supported every shoot I've done since, and like yeah. every, everything I've done. I, I like I can't thank you enough, and I'm so stoked to see you guys are are behind the, the same ideas that I am. So like I, I can't thank you enough. Yeah, man, we Absolutely. we appreciate the support from you. You know, you helped. Uh, you you know, to be honest with you, you helped get the podcast off the ground and, and, and has helped promote it and get it to where it's at today. And, and, you know, it's, hell yeah. I, you know, obviously there's, there's negativity and everything, you know, I'm sure you face mm-hmm. a little bit with S you know, SD muleys, you know, we face it too, but you know, oh yeah, we all have our, our audience, right. We all have who we're trying to reach out to. And uh, yeah. generally speaking, the people that we're trying to reach out to and, and help and, and get off the ground and help them find success and, you know, provide a little entertainment for the guys that aren't necessarily looking for information for success or tips and tactics. Mm-hmm. Dude, we're, we're like, we're dialed, bro. People love it. And it, and it, and it blows and my mind. Yeah. 
in that learning curve. It keeps me going. It keeps it keeps Brian yeah. going because it's easy, man. I could, I, you know what, dude? After this podcast, I could pull the cord, sell all this gear that I have, and be done with it. But, dude, it it, mm-hmm. it keeps me fired up knowing that I'm helping individuals well, that aren't as skilled or don't know or don't have the knowledge. You know what I mean? It, it's it's a good thing. Well, here here's something I don't know if uh, if Brian has figured this out because I know he's running the uh, the Instagram side of things. Um, when I put when I put up a post, I try to like when I'm when I'm writing whatever I'm writing, I always try to think, how is Johnny Hunt's gonna fucking heckle me? Cause, dude, <laughs> that guy, that guy, he's vicious. He's oh, vicious, yeah. man. And I I love it, dude. He keeps me on my toes. Like, I got you know me and him. We shoot we shoot bows all the time. We have beers, all that stuff. Like we talk hunting. Like, um, dude, when I was when I was when I was uh, when I had my elk down and I was getting ready to start going through the process of getting it out, like I was talking to him on the phone and him and Brian Howard and uh, and uh, this guy John Bell who wasn't even hunting. He's just a fisherman. Uh, they were driving home from their from their from an Arizona hunt, uh, coos deer hunt, and. Like, they were laughing at me. They're like, dude, you're so bummed. Like, you've got the worst night ahead of you. I'm like, I know, I know. Like, oh, man. It's a, so, it's a beautiful I, like, bummed. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, dude, that guy, he's hilarious. And I, I I love the way that he rolls, especially, like, you know, like, I posted. Uh, I, I got to explain this, and hopefully he listens to this. You know, no. <laughs> SD Muley's, I, it says it right on the, right on the, on my, uh, on on the page like if you look at my profile like it's a it's a page about san diego deer hunters with local and out-of-state success but every time i put that i'm that i I, every time i post a local hunter with an out-of-state buck he's like oh that's an awesome san diego buck bro so then you'll you'll all You'll always see me and Johnny going back and forth a little bit on that, but it's—I mean—it's all good fun, dude. The guy's a fucking legend. You will go down and. Yeah, I've made the mistake of uh, posting a picture of myself wearing face paint, man. It fucking lit me up. Oh, oh dude. yeah, dude. Well, listen, I mean, every, everyone that doesn't understand who Johnny <laughs> is, I mean. If you were ever around him, he's the coolest dude in the world. Like uh, me and Johnny really- literally met. I mean, I you know. Me and Johnny talked on the phone, then we ended up getting together and hunting and whatnot. But dude, he was super cool to me when, and he knew right away. Like, hey, yeah, Brandon's not a guy that comes from a hunting background. Like, he knew that I was out grinding my pick, trying to figure it out on my own. Meanwhile, I'm looking oh, yeah. at this guy filling two deer tags a year, you mm-hmm. know, for numerous years straight, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Yeah, man, come on, let's go turkey hunting," you know, and it's like. Johnny, without a doubt, you know, is a good guy, and and he's he's like you said, he's a legend. Well, he will go down as a San Diego Absolutely. legend. He's a oh yeah, he's well, he a is. funny guy, man. He he yeah. just, he gets it done, and and at the end of the day, the guy, without a doubt, will put in the work, does put in the work, hike the miles. He the dude doesn't even run like the best gear. He doesn't buy into that BS. Like he's not that type no. of guy that's like, Oh, I need to be running this or that or this or that, you know, like, no, no dude. Yeah. Before he got his Tika, you should have seen what homeboy is rolling around with, you know what I mean? And he oh, was dude. killing two deer a year with that gun. So I don't, you know, it's all marketing scheme. It's all look, go fast. Look gear. at him right. Look at him right now with the, um, with the coos deer hunt. He went out there, they hunted. They uh, they 
and they kind of had a mishap in their crew, I guess. You know, like when you get four guys together to go hunt, it's not always going to be the best. And and um, and so uh, they missed on some deer. He they went home, and a day later he went back. Yeah, and then they came back again. And now, like, they're, he's going back in like another couple days. Like, he's 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 just like freaking crawling over these over these coos deer. He saw some mean coos deer over there, and I like, oh yeah, yeah. So so he's you uh, yeah, the coos shed. Oh my god, yeah. And the the deer that the deer that are in that area, like that, they are all of them. He they saw like five bucks that were over 110 inches, and that's that's pretty big for a coos deer. That, yeah, man. Absolutely. I mean, dude, I, I, you know, I, I'm going coos deer hunting in November, and believe mm-hmm. me, man, if it's legal, and I, it, yeah, I, I feel <laughs> yeah. like, man, I, I got to do what I got to do, you know. Like I've never, mm-hmm. I've never harvested a, a coos buck, and man, I really want to. So, depending yep. on how the hunt goes, but I tell you what, man, if <laughs> now I'm gonna have a hard time, man. I, I, man, I got a trigger finger on that release and that rifle man it, i tell you what she likes to go off so i uh, yeah it is yeah. what it is i don't know what to say they're so small man it was crazy for the first time I, it was ridiculous they're smaller in san diego yeah that's what that's like i was telling you i'm like i don't think i'll ever go after a coos here because uh, we spend enough time hunting small bucks in san diego and, and yeah and with that like to go out of state hunting a small buck i i get it i understand it um, for for some guys with a with the the urge to hunt something that's as hard as to hunt as a coos here, but then you know, like I'd rather I'd rather just go after uh, like those the big muleys, dude. When you see a big muley, the the horns outside the ears and just standing there looking at you and the just freaking can't be oh, dude. That, can't like be that's got me, dude. Like I mean, San Diego muleys, dude. That's yeah. why I'm there. Like like you know, I've been hunting hunting my whole life and i just i like it's even with elk hunting like i look at these big bulls dude i've been up here looking at big bulls i've called in so many bulls to like 40 or 50 60 yards and i'm just oh, looking at them, like those are awesome and then i'm like i see a big giant buck i'm like oh god oh. Dude, <laughs> like I, you know i'm just stupid i get stupid I, man i saw the biggest bull in my life this year in utah mm-hmm. Like literally saw him about a thousand yards away and he stood there for probably 30 minutes in the opening in between. He was in the dark timber and he just happened to step Mm -hmm. out into this opening that I was able to see into. And dude, it, it, oh man, like his backs were probably, it looked like they were two foot long, man. And my, my buddy, my buddy that hunts elk all the time, you know, he's a guide and whatnot. He's good at scoring. Mm -hmm. He's like, Mm -hmm. man, he's like, that bull's probably close to 380. Like he's like wow. that is a freaking toad, dude. And I'm and this yeah. is a public unit, bro. I mean, toads yeah. come toads. off of that stuff, you know. I mean, it's like San Diego. Like you don't think of San Diego as a trophy unit, right? I mean, by no means. Yeah. You know, but there are without a doubt toads in San Diego for San Diego, oh, right? I mean, you're not going well, to compare to out of state, but this will be a perfect lead-in. But keep going. I'm just saying, like, there's some big deer oh, in San Diego. Did you? Uh, so I sent you the picture because I know you don't do Instagram. I know Brian saw, but that that buck that I posted today of that Tom Humphrey. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I mean, dude, dude I, oh my god! Like you look at that deer, dude, and, and I mean, I mean, this is a good time to get into 
like this the upcoming season. Yeah. Um, but you look at that deer right there, dude, and that is that is a stud buck. Like the math on it and everything. Like I I can't wait. I I'm gonna go over and measure it. Um, Bruce, I guess saw it in person. I I think he saw it in person, and he said he was guessing it at, at like it's gonna measure somewhere close to 150. That's um, a tank, which for is San Diego. Big deer. That's a monster for San Diego, and I just can't wait to lay eyes on it. Because the first time I saw that picture, I was like, you know, it just reminded me of that big buck I got in Utah a couple of years ago. Except it's in San Diego. Like that's fucking rad. It's so, ridiculous, man. It, dude, yeah, you and, without a doubt, you shot a toad too, man. You know, when you were oh, in Utah, that big old monster dude, that, choked. Yeah, that that thing, the, the math on that thing, like I, I, I mean, well, you were you were to the house. You saw I have that, uh, I have it on a pedestal mount, and then behind it, I have an elk shed, and and people are, people, a couple of hunters have said like I, I feel like the elk shed takes away from the deer, and I said the reason I have the elk shed there, is so that you can see that the math on that buck is the same as that six point elk shed that is just massive, like right. Dude, that's the know, biggest deer I've seen in my life, man. He's a monster. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm so I was so lucky and blessed and all that and stuff and you know I'm my my, uh, my boy Jamin up here like if it wouldn't have been for him coming up and helping me like no I, I mean I I was chasing a 190 inch buck a, a straight four by four he was just a freaking toad and we went after him and my dad's too old and we couldn't get into the canyon and I I didn't want to leave my dad so I drove my dad back to a spot where he liked to hunt and then I called up my boy Jamin and had him come pick me up. And, and I, when he came and picked me up and I told him like, it went in that Canyon, like, let's go get him. And so we drove up the top and went around, hiked in. And then we saw what we thought was that buck down 300 yards down the Canyon. And I, I, when I shot him, I put my 300 mark on him and shot right over his back. And then I had to real quick get another one. And he, luckily he didn't run. And then I, I just held dead on for a hundred, you know, 200 yards because, I'm sighted in dead on at 200 and that was the one that dropped him. And then when we got to him, it was a different buck, but he was even bigger. And you know, just luck. Just that's the way hunting oh, is. Yeah. You know, you never know. Every, everything happens so quick and, and all that. And like, dude, it happens you know, so quick. Like That's what I'm saying. That's why I love it so much. I mean, I, I, without a doubt, you know, obviously it's, it's no secret. I filled my Utah tag this year. Uh, when I went out of, when I went out a state solo and mm -hmm. I met my buddy up there, you know, and we we're hanging out hunting and whatnot, like, dude, I had no expectations. I didn't have yeah. expectations. It just, I, yeah. I was just going out to have a good time and, and hunt, hunt my ass off and try to put something down. Right. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. And it just worked out in my favor. And it was like, dude, it had to have had, I mean, obviously I hunted my ass off and I knew what I was trying to go for, but man, luck uh -huh. has a lot to do with it. I think, I mean, there obviously there's skill involved, but man, I think I'm, I think I'm more lucky than skillful to be honest with you. Without a state hunting, there's a lot of luck because like, if, like in San Diego, we can, you know, we start scouting when the horns start getting, you know, not even necessarily like I scout all year. I'm always looking for deer, but, but like, um, uh, a lot of people will start scouting when the horns start getting established, not even when they start growing, but when they're starting to get established, that's right. when they start scouting. And, um, when you yeah, go out, of, when, when you go out of state, you don't have the time to do that. You show mm -hmm. up and everything's, everything's 
done and like the, the, the big bucks, the, the velvet's gone and they're already in the, in the, well, I mean, actually so for the archery hunt, like right now, like I've, I've been seeing some toads up here. They all got velvet. And so they're trying to stand open. But by the time the rifle hunts start, like those guys are going to be in the dark in the, yeah. you know, the deep dark and they're not going to come out and play in the sunshine. No, no, not at all. Yeah. They don't, they don't nope. come out. And that's like the, that's the difference, you know, archery season, they're almost stupid. They're not stupid, but they're like almost dumb. It's really weird. They'll like stand there yeah. and like look at you and like freeze and look at you like, what are you doing? Waiting for the wind to shift to try to get a wind to get to wind you and then blow out. But man, rifle yeah. season, they see you. They're like, what tell the, me about it. You got a pointy stick. I'm out of here. <laughs> they're gone. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's just, it's really yep. weird. The, the way I look at it is as archery hunters, it's our job to, if, if we can't actually get an arrow in them, it's our job to spook the shit out of them so that the rifle hunters don't have a chance. <laughs> Educate them. <laughs> there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> so that we have go. a chance next year because, because the rifle hunters, they get, they can, they can reach out a little bit further than we can. So, yeah, I, um, yeah. I mean, that's how it all happens. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Right? just out of state hunting super cool but dude check this out man i mean you're technically i mean you are in utah right now you're in your deer camp yeah right? so dude, yeah my elk camp this yeah. is where I, this is where I, hunt, I camp every year for my elk hunt yeah let's dive into that man we've been rambling along let, let's hear that let, let's give it a little thought to that uh, all right i, I want to talk about some other stuff first but, uh, oh yeah, no dude, no I, well uh, listen let's let's dive into what you want to talk about then uh, well, I, I, dude, I, well, kind of one of the things that was going to tie into it was just like, up, um, you know, with, with the San Diego season coming up, like how, how, first off, I just got to say how stoked I am that everybody's been so receptive to, to San Diego muleys and everything. Like, like, dude, I get the positive feedback I get from everybody and I, I a little bit of negative, but uh, I'm, you know, I fucking, I haven't seen my feelings since the eighties. So yeah. So uh, I'm go. totally right with that, but dude, I, I I mean I've met so many cool people through this page, like like both of you guys, dude. I would have never met you guys had it not been for this page, right? Um, you know, Timmy Coles, uh, uh, Johnny. You know, I wouldn't say he's cool. I'd say he's a fucking derelict, but uh, you know, like <laughs> I, I love that guy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, like me, like he. I've gotten him to volunteer with me down at uh, Balboa and come down and do work and stuff, and. You know, with that, he gets a few perks to, to shoot down there with me and and uh, all that. But, like, I'm so stoked that just everybody's been so so cool and receptive. And still, like, I, I dude, I appreciate the smart ass and, I, uh, and everybody, like, when, when people throw that shit down. And then, and then also, like, I also appreciate when, like, if somebody can correct me if I, if I say something wrong or whatever. So, so don't, don't feel um, – don't feel like you can't tell me anything. Because, like if I, if you think I said something wrong, like let's talk about it, dude. Like I don't, I don't get my feelings hurt. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to bar you. The only, the only guy that I've, I've uh, blocked was the guy who went on the page and, and uh, somebody put up a, or somebody put down a deer and I posted it. And he made a statement about, about how uh, in San Diego, we kill a bunch of small deer. And it's like, dude, like you have no clue about hunting in San Diego. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No idea. And so, and, and so I blocked a guy, you know, I won't miss him. Um, there, there, but I've met so many cool people, you know, and, and all that and been involved in so much cool shit. And then to see everybody, uh, supporting the page, like that's rad. So, yeah, um, you got the whole SD hunting community connected, man. That's your page. That, that's dude, what I, dude, I, 
I like. I, I mean, that's just because of you. But dude, that's that's so rad. Like uh, to hear that that people say that about me, I don't feel that way. But uh, rad, like you know, like it kind of gives me goosebumps to to hear people talk like that about the page. Because I like when I started it, I just wanted people to feel like I did when I got my buck, my two hundred inch buck, and I was post. They posted the picture on Western Muleys, which uh, this guy Travis Scholl from Utah. Oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, and uh, I mean, guy's hilarious and everything, but he he posted my buck and dude, I like, I mean, I got I got so much attention and all that, and it was, it was cool. And I just want people in San Diego who like are hunting deer that are some very similar to coos deer uh, to feel the same and and just to just to get the response. So like, I'm so stoked on that. And like like all the guys and just through that, like now when I come on my hunting trips, like like this elk trip. Um, I get up here and Brandon, you were already in Utah. You were on your deer trip. Yep. And as soon as I get up here, like I'm just getting messages from all these people, like, uh, like how's it going? Like this and that, blah, blah, blah. And you know, Spencer Lily white is hitting me up and, and, uh, yeah. Um, but no, dude, it's, but like I said, it's been cool, man. I, I've, I've met so many people through this phase, or like, especially those guys and you guys. And then, um, now getting involved in stuff like, um, uh, with like, uh, Becca, I'm, I know a lot of people saw on my page about, uh, Becca Joyner and Izzy Joyner. Izzy is your homie also, Brian. Um, them and their family, man. Yeah. They're, they're great people. Yeah. The issue they had up in Laguna Mountain with the, uh, with the crazy chick. And, oh, yeah. and so... This is something where, like, if you guys are listening, this is something to pay attention to because this chick is, uh, she was uh, doing hunter harassment. She was harassing uh, Izzy and Becca. And when they were walking, like, they saw her and they thought, that, you know, they kind of had a little altercation with her where they were talking to her and more yelling at her. And then the chick kind of disappeared. And then they, they started walking and all of a sudden she came running up behind him and started screaming at him, calling him deer killers and stuff. That is against the law. That's a crime. I, I, I was looking at it. I don't believe it's a felony, but you can do jail time for that. You can be cited, but the girl had rocks in her hands and that is attempted assault right there. And oh, so that dangerous. Is, this is drawing a line. And, and so I brought attention to it. I posted it on my page and, and dude, the, the whole, the whole SD Muley's community was like mess like i was like it, it was it was a lit up post like it was so funny the comments are happening and everything and you know we called her mess ryan and and that went that went beyond viral but but then like um then people are seeing her and like hitting me up and saying like her car is here her car is here well her car was in the same place where i saw it when i went up there to i tried to have an altercation with her but i couldn't find her i found her car <laughs> I went, you, you tried <laughs> I, well what i what i wanted to do was i wanted to go find her and just let her know i was a hunter and then film the whole altercation and just just have her do whatever she does and that's enough to get her sighted and that can get her off the mountain and then so, so that's what i wanted to do i found her car but i didn't find her so her car was there, and um, after I reported it to Fish and Game, and uh, and then I also talked to uh, Tom, uh, Tom and John at the Laguna Market, two really cool guys. Um, I told them about it, and they they got the Forest Service involved, and 
So they, they marked her car, put a tag on it to tow it after 72 hours. But at that point, they realized that nobody had seen her for a while. And so they left her car for like two plus weeks and nobody saw her. And I still don't know if anybody has seen her. I don't know. They don't know if she's alive or dead. Like oh. they think that she might've gotten yeah. hit by a mountain lion or something. So if anybody does see that chick, like you need to let me know or let the guys at the Laguna market know. Um, they took her car. So she is now like at the mercy of, of, of nature, which nature doesn't have any mercy. We know that. Right. You know, nature is yep. metal, right? Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, so, dude. So with that, like if you guys, if anybody hears anything about that or sees anything about that, like, dude, just get in touch with me. Or like I said, those guys or any, anybody like who, cause a lot of people don't know that, but I've been in touch with the people up in Laguna and talking to them about it because Hunter harassment is, is something that nobody needs to deal with. And I will, I will get in front of that in a heartbeat. Right. So definitely um, use your platform to do so if you have the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hell yeah. And then, uh, so then, um, um, God, something else I wanted to talk about before we get into our Utah stuff is, uh, is just about, um, you know, I like to talk about like, like stuff going on in, with the laws and everything in oh, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the California trophy ban. Um, they were trying, I, 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 but we talked about this a little bit, uh, before the podcast. Uh, they were trying to ban, uh, animals, trophy animals from Africa from being allowed in California. And I believe it was going to be a fine and all this crap. And, and, uh, it failed to get past the Senate and I, I believe it was the Senate. I, I, I was reading up on it today, but I had a lot of stuff going. Um, but it's so cool to finally see something like that positive happen for our state. Uh, SDI was, was way behind that and they were super involved in it. Um, I also know that uh, Sportsman's Alliance was, was in there and uh, to see that we finally got something done. Uh, now we just like, and, and, and this is where I'm going to really bump you up uh, ridge to ridge. Both of you guys, the podcast that you guys did with the uh, lobbyist, Bill, Bill Gaines. Yeah. And you said that you said that um, that is your least listened to podcast that yeah. you have. Yeah, man. It's okay. wild. Okay, anybody listening right now, go back after this podcast if you're listening or if you're bored already, just go back and listen right now. Um, Bill Gaines, the, the lobbyist, go listen to that podcast. I don't know what episode it was, but you need to hear that because it'll piss you off and it'll get you, um, it'll get you thinking about what's coming. We've lost, we lost our right to hunt mountain lions a long time ago, and that has affected our deer hunting. We just lost our right to hunt bobcats. That's going to affect turkey hunting. Now we're going to lose our right to hunt bears, and that's going to affect Northern California in a huge way. Yeah. Because when you listen to that podcast, you hear Bill Gaines say that um, 80% of the fawn, yes. uh, the, the, the fawn mortality is because of grizzlies within the first month of their life. Because, you know, they, still, they, they just they have that reek. You know, they, they, they're born... They smell like blood, and, and the grizzlies will sniff them out, just like the grizz. Or I mean, I mean the black bears. I'm sorry. Yeah. But the bears, the bears will sniff them out and find them, just like you know, just like the grizzlies do on their on their own young. Like they'll eat their own young. Yeah. Um. So, so 
guys, like if you if, if you are listening to this, go listen to that episode and understand how you need to get involved. And all the all the all the foundations, just join one. Um, get involved with that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And and dude, that that podcast was was very enlightening for me on on what's coming in California if we don't get involved. Oh man, um, when when that podcast, coyotes are probably Oh, dude, it's bad. I think I think they probably are on the chopping blocks. But I'd even asked them. I was like. <laughs> you know, we had talked about predator control and how caliber, you know, fishing game hired that biologist from, I think it was like Montana or whatnot to, you know, look at the population of the cats and how it's affecting, you know, the wildlife in California. And it, and it's just, you know, us as hunters, it's such a big, it's such a big ecosystem that, you know, I think a lot of us just dive into, Oh, it's the cats that are tearing up the deer population. But like you just said, black bears, you know, consist of about 80%. Is that what you said? 80%? Yeah. The 80% of the fawn mortality rate up in the, yeah. up in Northern California. Right. Exactly. Up in Northern California, that the 80% of the fawns that are dying are dying to black mm-hmm. bears, you know, and it, yep. it's, it's, it's crazy to think that, but the reality mm-hmm. is, is, you know, that's Northern California. Southern California has its own issues. You know, it is what it is. But the bottom line is, is, is predators are a real deal here. And when we just lost our rights to hunt bobcats, man, bobcats fawning season, bobcats are smoking fawns too. Don't think that they yeah. won't be in a couple that's, years. That's not to mention cars and coyotes too. And so mm-hmm. there's a lot of other factors. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there's a ton of factors that play into it and the deer, you know, just the ecosystem in a whole is probably pretty stressed, but everyone that's listening to this without a doubt, I, I mean, I'm, uh, that's no joke. I'll show you guys the number, you know, reach out to me, R2R outdoors at gmail.com. You know, I mean, it, just reach out. I'll show you them. I'll, I'll screenshot it and send it to you. The numbers that I swear to God, that episode is the least listened to episode that Ridge Ridge Outdoors podcast has ever produced, right? I mean, I'm telling you the truth, man. I mean, this is outside of the first couple that we produced. Obviously, those were just that was like my favorite podcast. Too. But I'm telling you, dude, it was a it was a low rated podcast, and it blew my mind. Me and John, after recording that, we were going, dude, we just we just recorded a hit. Like, how is how is Southern California not going to listen to this? And that, that was that was the most emotional I've been listening to one of your guys' podcast. I mean, like, dude, you guys have had some cool ones, like. Like, I, I mean, you know, I always like, like, yeah. like Brian, like Brian, Brian, and probably mostly cause he's my homie, but then like Bill Simmons. Oh yeah. And, and you guys have had some good shit. Bill's the man. <laughs> and, and, and even, even the Josh Kettle one where they're yeah. called, where the, where he slammed fishing game, you know, like, like, you know, while, while not all fishing game is bad, there's still a few bad apples just like everybody's saying right now about the rest of the world. But, right. but, um, but, uh, that one, I was like seriously sitting there just going like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like man. this is like listening to the stuff he was saying and, and about cam leg or dove that shit. can, I, dude, <laughs> I was going to say something really bad there, but it, and it was going to be something about an infected, uh, uh, wiener schnitzel, something like that. No, uh, man. <laughs> sorry, but no, dude, that chick, like she has no right to bring forth a bill to 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 take away bobcat hunting she is the 54th uh, uh, 54th district assemblywoman for california the 54th district is compton 
It's it's freaking um Thompson? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's it, what it was. A, you know, there is oh, nothing over there. <laughs> dude, she's like she's like um south south LA, like southwest central LA or whatever. Like the, I was looking at the areas where she where, that she represents. She has no right bringing forth a bill that, that will ban bobcat hunting from sportsmen, um, and, and from oh. people who from from people who like like who are out there to to predator do predator management predator right. control when when she lives in a place where she can't even can control like what the hell's going on like that's it's one of the worst well, districts in 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 California. Just to put know? it in, just to put it into perspective, like. That lady lives in Compton, and I guarantee, or I don't know where she lives. She she's in charge yeah. of Compton. I don't know where she lives, but it's probably not in a rural area. I can guarantee you that she knows Absolutely somebody not. that has had a small dog or a cat go missing. Dude, we just had a lady, a gal, Never. dude, walking up and down our streets, posting flyers for mm-hmm. a lost cat, and I didn't have the heart to tell her, even though I wanted to tell her. Look, that thing is long gone. Right, and then yeah. well, <laughs> didn't just run away. I, mean, like, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Brian, you were right there, yeah. man. Like, dude, she we're, was, we were there looking at your fucking Utah bus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she came up and like, oh, I'm looking for my cat, and I didn't want to tell her. Like, listen, we have coyotes that run through this neighborhood looking for cats. Like, that's what they do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I mean, it's what it is. Yeah, I'm but telling you, it, dude, it, I, it, I bet you they're gonna try to get coyotes next. Yeah. Oh, dude, dude, there's gonna be coyotes. Yeah. Dude, there's there's a there's a foundation, and you know who's really behind the coyotes is, is um uh oh this you know I didn't even think about this this will be fun because I will tell you guys my theory call it a conspiracy theory I don't give a crap what you call it but listen to this and just tell me how you feel um, the Humane Society the Humane Society is one of the biggest supporters of all the anti coyote hunting. Uh, programs that are going around they don't want the coyote hunting contest now now listen to this um coyotes are one of the 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 biggest predators of house pets mostly dogs right correct now now so the humane society makes most of their money off of the dogs that they get in and they're trying to get them sold out to people or or else they have to call them um, or, you know, kill them. I don't get it. Uh, they, they'll, they'll, you know, if the dog's there too long, they're going to put it down, which, which is, which sucks. But so now they've got these coyotes, which are taking on house pets and now people lose their house pet. And now they've got to go get a new dog. And well, there's the humane society right there. Like, <laughs> I feel like they're playing a double edged sword right there. Might be. And I, I can't, I can't stand it because they are so hard against, um, killing coyotes. But coyotes are the number one killer of house pets. Like, like that's it. It just it just bugs me because I got my sister's neighborhood. I've sent you guys pictures of the tree stand that I have in the in the palm tree next to her swimming pool, next to the open lot, where her neighbors are asking me like, "Please just kill a coyote that killed my dog last week or whatever." And I'm like, "What?" Why don't you get involved? Well, Why don't you get involved in this? Listen, know? man, the, at the end of the day, they're just lucky that they live over 150 yards away from your sister's house and it's unincorporated county. So you're, you know, you're able to take care of some business. There you, go. you know what I'm saying? I love, I love there you go. house, dude. Yeah. You know? I love, she lived in, she lives in such a cool little nook right there, dude. Like I'm, I'm like, yeah, I looked at it and I talked to the police and everything. Like I'm, I'm like in the perfect spot to just, Tap coyotes with my bow. 
it's, yeah. it's, it is in city limits, but everything's legal. So it's awesome, man. You got an so, opportunity. Dude, other states, other states pay you to kill coyotes. Dude, I think uh, Nevada and Arizona will give you fifty bucks a head. Oh yeah. I think. Utah is fifty four dollars, I believe. Since and since it's I'm so here right Utah. now, and and dude, this is just to confirm that uh, California state actually hates the hunting that happens and everything. You, I was driving down the road today, like going. I was I was driving out to go uh, just look at elk and deer this morning, and uh, over the radio, over the country station on the radio, comes a commercial where they will they were announcing the news, and and. Dude, they start talking about how Utah is is going to add a whole bunch more uh, mountain lion tags. They want to bring the mountain lion population down in Utah to better the mule deer herd because the mule deer herd is suffering mostly from mountain lions, but also from a few rough winters where the fawns have uh, the fawns are getting hit by the winters and by the mountain lions. So they're gonna start letting them hunt even more mountain lions than they already do and i was like dude like why don't That's we great. have a state like that yeah well why didn't our, why didn't our state look at us like that like how rad would that be that would be great you know it'd be amazing it'd be awesome if california let us run bears with dogs you know dude, you know you know what'd be awesome? what i noticed when i was in arizona how they managed arizona i, w- I was driving through arizona and you see gaps between the trees you know, it you said that today. You see, you see the floor. Yeah. You drive through up to eight or up to uh, what is that, seventy-five or seventy-six? You see nothing but chaparral. You don't, you don't even know if it's a tree or a bush. You just, yeah. You know, green. That's all you see. You don't see the floor. Yeah. Arizona, Dude. they manage their land. Amazing. You know, uh, Arizona's a shit. I'm sorry. Amazing. <laughs> I'm, amazing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Here. Dude, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm. Sorry, I, I'm not wearing a filter tonight. Sorry if I'm offending anybody with any cuss words, but but dude, the Indian the Indians used to burn lands because they knew that it needed to happen. Like they used to they used to burn uh, the forest. Like it it needed to happen, and and when you burn it, like and I can confirm it this year by by where I've been hunting. Like I've gone over and hunted some burn areas, and and the burn has a herd of elk that no matter how hard you pressure them, they're always going to be there the next day. Right. And unfortunately, unfortunately there's like 473 other hunters that um, know that as, as I dude, I was, I was burned as hard as I've ever been by a, by a hunter where I was at 58 yards and the guy pulled up right next to the vehicle that, uh, cause on that day I, I went, I went to town and got with my bro and then we went to the other side of the Valley and homeboy pulled up right next to his truck passenger got out started coming up and and my homeboy's kid like went down towards him and was like dude there's hunters up here like we're putting a stock on so they got in the truck they drove we thought they drove off they went 200 yards down the road pulled over and the guy went running up and and came up too fast and spooked the elk while i had an elk at 57 yards all i had to do was step out behind a tree and this guy came up and spooked them all and that began a verbal altercation in the forest which I don't know if anyone's ever done that where you're telling somebody to go F themselves uh, mm. and yelling it and you can hear it from like four miles away. Yeah. But uh, it's the hardest I've ever burned and, and been burned. And uh, I couldn't believe that that happened. Uh, um, you know, and, and to, to see that happen, like, uh, like I, I wasn't even driving my truck, dude. The guy didn't know I was from California. Um, we were in my, my homie's truck, which is Utah place. Right. So, so, uh, that's the way to go. 
It, yeah. It, so it, <laughs> cover the stuff on like, Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's but uh, it, 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 it's just how it is, man. It sucks. I mean, you know. It, yeah, I don't know if, it, if like um, I've always kind of been the kind of guy where like if I'm if I see deer and everything and I see another hunter, I'd actually stop and watch and see if he can close the deal, see if he's got what it takes. Well, yeah. Not only is it is it courteous, but dude, it's cool to watch that stuff go down. Yeah, you know, I would I would have been tagged out on day four. Had that happen, and instead I tagged out on day fourteen. Well, so. at least you tagged out, oh, that man. Great. Let, let's mm-hmm. dive into that a little bit, man. Let, let's uh, let's talk cool. about your Utah hunt, man. Absolutely. Um. Uh. So, I got up here. Uh, what is it like? Seventeen days ago now, I think sixteen yeah. days ago. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. On on August seventeenth, I came up, and it was pretty early. But this is my first year being a retired iron worker, yeah. so I don't have to work. And I'm, I'm still doing a little bit of side work here and, and you know, a little minor stuff. But, um, but I was able to take some time off. And uh, when I got up here, I think you were already up here, weren't you? Correct. Brandon? I was. Yes, I was. Yeah, you were on the mule deer hunt, which, yes. which I mean, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but I got, I, uh, I got up here and started hunting and, and the first week I didn't see any elk, but I, I was so enamored by all the big bucks I was seeing. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like I was, I was sending you pictures. I was sending them to Brian and Justin and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, all the boys back in San Diego. And then I, I'm the, probably the best thing I did was send the pictures to Bruce from the bow shop. Right. And, uh, and he's like, dude, you're elk hunting, bro. You're not deer hunting. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, crap. <laughs> I should probably start looking for elk. <laughs> and so, um, so then I, you know, I started getting into them. Like, like we had the on the on my fourth day here. Like, I went across the valley, and you know, they weren't they weren't they weren't moving on this on this side of the valley. Um, they were they're very nocturnal because it's been very hot up here. It's it's been ninety degrees every day, except for the last couple of days. But so. Um, so a lot of close calls um, that were blown by other hunters, or I had one where I had a monster bull at 130, and then I had a cow at 100, and I was going to start sneaking in, and I had a I had a, a a doe, a mule deer doe, sneak up behind me, and I didn't know she was there. And as soon as I moved, she started blowing. And and if you've ever been in the quiet woods and heard a, a doe blow, like. I, I've had it happen in San Diego, but when you're in Utah, the like the deer, are, yeah, the deer are a lot bigger up here, and it seems like the like I'm surprised you guys didn't hear it down in San Diego so damn loud. Oh yeah, and uh, and just moved those ones out. So there, you know, the, I had some, I had a lot of close calls and everything, but I was just, I wasn't really pressured because I I have uh, 18 days to hunt, and I didn't want to take the whole 18 days but i just figured i would if i had to because i really appreciate the meat and it's and it's a cow elk hunt it's a cow elk archery hunt not an easy hunt um no. but yeah because because when you're hunting when you're hunting the cows right now like there's there's not really many bulls around them but there's a lot of cows and like you're you know you're you're fighting a lot of eyes it's kind of like kind of like sneaking up on a muley when uh like in Arizona where you, where you're, you're looking at the buck and all of a sudden you realize there's like eight does and now you're looking at nine. Oh my God. Yeah. You Tell know all about, about that right now, Brian. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. 
Dude, well, put so, it, dude, at the end of the day, put it this way, man. You know, when you're, first of all, you're not gun hunting. You're bow hunting. So yeah. think about it. It's way different. You didn't see that cow at 600 yards and you're like, oh, you know what? Give me the three and we're going to get this done. It's, you yeah. saw it at 600 yards and you're like, shit, I need to get the 60 or less. You know, <laughs> like that's oh, a long absolutely. way, you know? So dude, yeah. Congratulations. And, the, and- and to get to a hundred yards is easy. After that, it's it's all, it's not it's not easy. But right. But no. So I so I found a um, a spot where there were some wallows that my uh, my my homeboy told me about. He kind of told me about it, and then I talked to some other people, and they said that they had seen seen and heard some elk in this in this canyon. So I um, uh, after a very rough morning of seeing a herd of elk and going up and having the perfect game plan and and all i had to do was sneak up on the west side of this ridge and then come over the top get to the edge of the trees and wait for them to come to me and i snuck up the wrong ridge on on the morning of day 14 that was pretty depressing dude and it was like i like i talk about the emotional peaks and 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 valleys of, of hunting that was a pretty low one and that night i hike up in there and and i'm in there and i see like I see these two bucks come out and they were really nice bucks. It was a, it was a really nice four point, And then there was a, a three point that was, or no, it was a forky that was bigger than the, than the four point. And I'm just looking at him. Wow. Oh, super stoked. But I've had bad luck with that. When I see big bucks, I never see elk. And they never got closer than 90 yards. And then, uh, then uh, all of a sudden, as soon as they were gone, I heard some more crashing. And I figured it was deer and I looked over and it was a solo, it was a dry cow. And, uh, that's exactly what I was there for. Either a dry cow or a spike. I didn't want to shoot a, shoot a, it, I, I, I'll shoot a cow in a herd, um, or a dry cow or a spike. And I, you know, I didn't want to shoot a solo cow that had a, that had a calf and here she come all by herself. And she was on the same trail and I figured she was, she wasn't going to give me a shot. And then she got to 84 yards and I feel like I'm good to 80, but at the same time, I don't want to take an 80 yard shot because I just feel like your arrow's losing too much kinetic energy. Right. And she just, she just kept walking and walked right to me. And she got to the last time I ranged her was at 56 yards. And, and then I put my range finder down and she was going to walk behind this group of three trees. And when she walked behind it, I went to full draw and she stopped because I think she might've noticed it, but she didn't, she wasn't real spooked. And when she came out from behind those trees, I let it fly and I knew it was right around 45 ish or so. Um, and just smoked her. her and she took off. I, I mean, it was a good hit. I knew she was down and it was like I said, it was 20 minutes before dark. And, uh, and when she, when she ran, she ran about 250 yards and she fell in the worst, the worst possible spot, like in the middle of a bunch of downfalls. And she was, she was a big cow, dude. She was like 700 pounds. Um, oh, oh yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. So, so like when I got, yeah. To, yeah so, 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 and, and, and here's to plug somebody that doesn't sponsor you, but hopefully they'll sponsor me because I spent a lot of money on these, uh, nocturnal, uh, nocturnal glow knocks. Um, had it not been for that knock, I would not have found her that night because I had to, she was kind of quartering to me and I made a, uh, lung shot. And so I lost her 
I lost her track, her, her blood really quick, but she was on a trail. And so I just started kind of following the trail and I found her after about 45 minutes and she had gone just a little bit down off the trail when she fell. And, um, I could see my, I could see the knock about 150 yards ahead of me. And I was just like, I started getting nervous. I'm like, please be her and not just the broken arrow. And I got there and my victory arrow, uh, victory. Mm-hmm. Yep. The carbon a- arrow. Yeah, it was still in her and it was in one piece. And uh, there she lay. Um, I couldn't have been happier because, you know, like I, I'm, I, I, I hate the, the last year I didn't have a successful hunt and uh, it bugged me all year. And this year, like it, to know that it was a good successful hunt and she went down quick, uh, probably painless, hopefully. Yeah. But um, it's quick. to see that it went how it's supposed to go. And the only thing that it didn't go how it was supposed to go was where she fell. And, and to get her out of those downfalls, um, I, you, I would have quartered her, but I couldn't move her. So I had to gut her and then I cut her in half. And then I went back to my truck and then came back up and, and um, was using ropes to get her over the downfalls just to get her downhill to where <laughs> I could quarter her. Oh and my. Dude. So this, so this started now, now, granted, like I said this earlier, like where I talked to Johnny and, and Ryan and those guys, and they were laughing at me because they knew I was in for a miserable night, but they were in for a miserable drive. So we were both miserable. So they were happy about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I started at nine thirty, and I got her to a place where I could start quartering her at midnight. And, um, oh and so I quartered her, at, you know, I skinned her and quartered her. And then, um, I got the first load out. And when I got the first load out, I carried my bow out and I got to my truck and I'd already been hearing like stuff moving and I heard deer jumping off, but I, I I kept hearing stuff, you know, I knew critters were around. So I got my truck, I drove back to camp and I got my 44 and, and just, you know, cause you can do that here. Like you can, you can, um, open carry. Yeah. So, so I hiked back in and, uh, I was getting the second load out and when I got out to the edge of the trees, I was about, it was about three quarters of a mile from my truck. And when I got to the edge of the trees, I heard something growl at me. And I don't know if I was just so delirious because I hadn't eaten all day. Um, I ended up going almost 48 hours without eating because I was, uh, because I was so tired and all that. But, um, uh, something growled at me and I turned around and I was looking for eye shine and I didn't see any eye shine. Um, and so I got to my truck, I threw my backpack off and I was like, okay, like, what am I doing now? Like, where am I at? Like I'm freaking exhausted. So the temperatures for the first time on my whole trip dropped below 65 degrees. It got down to like 44 that night. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go back to the tent. Um, I left my, uh, um, my backpack. So, so Black Creek makes this, uh, it's a frame pack for, and they make it specifically, I think for elk hunting, cause it's a pretty sturdy pack where you've got the frame pack and then you can unzip your backpack off of it. And that right. backpack smells like sweat and all that because I've been hunting so hard. And, and so I left that there. Um, mark I left your, that mark your kill type thing. Yeah. And to stink up the area, that, that area smelled like, like, like elk, like elk blood and everything. So 
I was getting nervous and especially being from San Diego with all the mountain lions and everything uh, that we, that we deal with. Um, I was, I was pretty nervous up there and I know there's, there's quite a few cats on this mountain that I'm on. So, uh, so I just, I, at that point I, I called Johnny and, and, uh, was laughing with those guys as I was drinking a beer, driving back to camp and I went to sleep. And then, uh, um, I think it was about two thirty in the morning when I got out of there and I went to sleep. And then, and I, well, I three, three is when I fell asleep. Um, I was woken up at five. There was, there was a critter in my camp. I could hear it walking around and I heard it. I heard it like get up on my truck, like on the, on the, on the back end of my truck. And I'm, I'm sure it was something that was looking, I, I got, uh, I got the hindquarters and the back straps to my truck and I was, that's when I was done. Yeah. Um, so I was laying in my tent and my, I heard something on the truck and I, I uh, at that point I, I set off the alarm on my truck and I heard it run off and I, I don't know if it was a coyote or, or a lion or what, but, um, either way, it was like, I, I knew that setting off the alarm would scare it off, but, but waking up and hearing that, I, I knew that I, I wasn't going back to sleep. So I got in my truck and drove back to the trailhead and just waited for it to get light. And, uh, and, and getting, getting back to the trailhead and like starting to work in the light was so much easier. <laughs> and plus I'd gotten all the work. Like getting that thing down to where I could actually quarter it out, dude. I was exhausted. Like I was exhausted, and I hadn't even made a pack out yet. And so, wow. So it was cool. Um, it, it was cool to actually do it in the light, and the temperatures were cold enough where I wasn't in a super hurry, but I knew I needed to get her done because it, it was going to get hot. And so I was luckily I was lucky to get all the meat out by like um, eight forty five in the morning. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I got it to town and once, once I got it to town, my family has my, I have a family up here in Utah. And so they, they do the wild game processing in Richfield, Utah. And I got it to them. They took it in and then I went and got a hotel room, took a shower and I just crashed. And then, uh, so I stayed the night in the hotel and then the next night I came up here and I just, I like, I kind of cleaned up around my camp and then just sat and reflected all night. Like, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful when, when I harvest an animal, I'm, I'm sure like probably you guys do too. Like I, I, I'm thankful to the animal, you know, like I just took the animal's life so that I can eat, you know, and I don't have to buy meat at the store. Right. Absolutely. And so, so I had it, I had it just a night of, uh, of, of, of just like just taking it all in and, you know, just, just, just remembering and appreciating everything. Right. And then, uh, and chilled and, and, and dude, it, it, it was uh, like, I was so beat and tired and everything to, to do this. You know, I'm going to be 50 in two months, um, to be able to pull this off while I was 50, like a solo elk hunt. I mean, it's not a bull. It's still a cow. It's not the heaviest, but it, it was, it was, it was brutal, dude. It was, it was tough. And, uh, 700 pounds. Yeah. And, and here's one thing I will tell you, dude. If anybody listening to this wants to do this and they're thinking like, oh, my chick would never let me do that, have them listen to this podcast right now because I tell you what, I've been up here for 16 days. I fucking miss my girl. I miss my dog. I miss San Diego. Um, it's pretty rad to get up here and get away from everything for a while and realize like everything you have that's so good for you oh, yeah. back in the city. Yep. But I still love it up here, man. Oh, yeah. Like I'm sitting here right now like – 
I'm, I'm waiting to hear an elk bugle tonight. Dude, it's, you just hit it right on the head. Like, for me, mm-hmm. I I wait all year to get out of state and go hunt. Yeah. Man, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, dude. Like, there is a side of me that, without a doubt, misses home. And I don't think it's, like, yep. homesick. But it, it it is, like, dude, you cannot wait to leave. But once you got your feet wet out there and you're – you struggled a little bit, man. You really start to miss those comforts of home, and it. And I think it's like human biology. Like a shower. Well, shower, yeah, without a doubt. You know, I mean, dude, <laughs> I, it takes me about three days to start going. Fuck, I need a shower. You know, like I'm cool with running oh. it two days, three days. You know, but then I'm like, yeah, I got to figure out a way to kind of, you know, rinse off. But man, like <laughs> like you said, Travis, you miss your chick, you miss your dog, you miss the comforts of home, you miss your bed, you miss all this stuff. But you know what, yeah. dude? It takes a lot to sit out there for. 14 days, 15 days, 18 days. Dude, it is a lot. And and if you're not around comforts from home, dude, it's a lot. Like, And that's what I've always wondered. Like, how would I really feel if I had my chick with me? Would I want to kill her? Yeah. Or would I want to be like, babe, we need to live out here? You know what I mean? Like, that's something that I don't think I'll ever experience. Like, having my old lady in the backcountry with me for two weeks or, or even well, five what, days. But, but why would you? Because it's not her thing. It's your thing. Well, no, that's what I'm like, saying. Like, and- but but at the same time, like, I always wonder, mm-hmm. I do miss my mm-hmm. chick when I'm out of state. You know, like, when I'm gone hunting, man, there's times where I'm like, man, I miss my chick. Like, I wish yeah. she was here to see this. And maybe it would make her think twice. But at the same time, like, I know she wouldn't be enjoying it. But I always wonder, like, what would I feel like if my chick was there? Like, how – that's the selfish side of me, though, I think. Well, I, I mean, it's kind of like – so. so me and my girl, we have a – pretty awesome relationship like i i mean i i love her so much and like like the fact that like we live so comfortably together we i mean dude we probably have had four or five fights in five years like that you know we get along really good yeah, cool. and also like she she'll go to europe like I, she's gone to europe twice now and rented a harley and cruised europe or, or like cruised morocco um so she does her thing and i left like i'm like totally all right with it like go do it i want you to do that because also when i want to do it i want i want you to know that i also you know i need that freedom also to go do what i want to do and i don't i don't want to drag her up here she'd be she'd be fine for a day or two yeah but 14 15 16 17 days no oh, she yeah. she wouldn't do that and no. and i can do this you know i could do this for another month if i had to but i if i did it for another month i mean my god dude i'd be scratching i'd be well, oh, God. The, well, the thing is, and it's not necessarily that I, it's yeah. not necessarily that I, you know, want my chick to change away who she or who she is, or not even that. I just no. sometimes no. I wonder, like, how would I feel? Like, would I miss home? Yeah, if she was with me, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, that dude. High high five, high five to all the girls that that like are with hunters because, oh, like, yeah. you know, this is such a, this is such a. It's not like a, it's it's not like a um a little hobby. It's a, it's a, it's a way of life. Oh yeah. And, doubt. and for the, and for them to put up with this and, and like my chick, like she straight up tells me like, have fun on your hunt. If you don't get an elk, don't come home. And I'm like, all right, that's <laughs> yeah. good motivation right there, yeah. dude. I love that. My old lady you know? is without a doubt supportive. Like there's no doubt about it. She married that, a hunter. Yeah, for sure. So it's so, it's so rad to have that because I do see guys that don't have that. And, uh, you know, you kind of feel for them, and and, and that it just makes it easier to look at your girl and, and say like, you know, my chick's rad. Yeah, so, amazing. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. It's amazing. So, so, um, so that's my elk story. Uh, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, since I'm up here in Utah and I tapped out an elk, uh, I was very stoked to be in, t- in touch with you. You know, like, like every year I come up here and I, like, there's the elk hunters like Spencer Lillywhite and, and, uh, you and my, but my buddy Andrew Hansen, like he's usually up in Montana already. And I'm always talking to you guys like with elk and stuff, but you came up early. You didn't have an elk tag, but you got a deer tag. Yep. And you fucking smoked a good deer, dude. I did. It, you know. Good buck. It, it, yeah. It, like Brian said, man, it's a good buck, man. By no means is it some record, you know, but, man, he's a good 4 let, by let 4 me, Let me say something, man. Hearing Brandon talk about this hunt all year, he sounds like he's more pumped up about his hunt. And when he came back with that big 4 by 4 man, I, you know, his smile on his face with that buck was amazing. It was great buck. He did not expect that cost us. We got it yeah. done. Dude, I'm, it, it, I mean, yeah, like Brian's been, since he's moved up to Temecula, Brian's been hanging with me for quite a bit, right? So I've been telling yeah. Brian, like, dude, I'm going to Utah, you know, if I draw that tag, blah, 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 you know, and then I'm going to go, hopefully I'm going to draw this tag over here in Arizona. And man, sure enough, the stars align, man. And I, I smoke both of them. But to be honest, like I was, I was, and, I mean, I still am super excited for that coos deer hunt. I've never hunted coos deer in my life, so I'm excited for that. It's a rifle hunt. You know, you hunt oh, yeah. hard. You know, it's totally different than an archery deer hunt. So, man, I drew this archery deer hunt, and uh, I've, drawn, I've drawn it before a couple years back, but my bow blew mm-hmm. up, decided to take a turn on me, blew up, blah, blah, blah. My buddy, he, had, he couldn't go. It was just a shit show, so I ended up turning the mm-hmm. tag in, but ended up drawing the tag again. My buddy didn't draw it matt we actually previous to this episode when you listen to this you guys could go back one episode and listen to matt getting stomped by a moose but uh <laughs> he was there with me and, oh. and man like we yeah that was that was a hard hard hunt man by mm-hmm. all means man anyone i don't care what size antlers you you know what I mean? Like, dude, I don't care. If you kill something with a bow, buck or doe, man, hat is off to you. Cause it is not easy. It isn't. It's hard. And I struggle every year, you know? I it, yeah. it, it's not something that I'm I mean, sure, dude, at a range, man, I you know how old Visser he bet that kid, what's his name? That 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 one guy that whipped his ass Caleb. Taylor or what Caleb? Caleb. Yeah, Caleb whipped his ass, yeah. you know. Beat him down. I mean, dude, I'll I'll shoot with the best of them, man. I'm, I'm, if you're a shooter, you're a shooter, right? Shooter, shoot. Yeah. And, and dude, I can mm-hmm. shoot my bow at a range, just as good as most, right? By no means mm-hmm. am I. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, but dude, I can shoot my bow. So, but that's totally different than when you're in the wild. Like when you're in the backcountry, mm-hmm. right? Like, dude, it is mm-hmm. without a doubt, bro. Probably yeah. the hardest thing you can do. It, it go chasing, yeah. go chasing deer. And I know earlier in the podcast, I was saying like, oh, you know, early season bucks, man, they just kind of sit there and look at you like they're stupid, man. They're stupid. No. Yeah. They, it, like, check it out. They're, they're different than a hard horn deer for sure, they're, but they're not they're stupid. stupid. They're stupid at 120 yards. There you like go. for a right. If, if I had a rifle, Dead I could have tapped out any one of these. Yeah. But, um, the, the one buck I had that big old, that, so I sent you guys those to that picture of those two bucks. Yeah. And the one on the left was just a fucking toad. Um, uh, I had him at 57 yards. Yeah. And if it was season, uh, like oh if I had a tag, if it was a tag, 
I would have I would have been tagged out right there. I I would have been jumping for joy because yeah. that thing was such a stud. But but even at that even at that like that was the closest I could have gotten to that buck. Right. Like he just he just you know Dude, it, they're, it's they're just that tough. smart. It is just tough yeah. and and you know to start off man we we went and and uh we were at like shit i don't even know i can't remember but we were up there man we were, i think our base camp was like 8500 feet 9000 feet roughly man it was it was up there dude because we you know we yeah. went up vertically you know 1000 feet and mm-hmm. depending on where we were it was tough but anyway so you know, we started off, we were high country for sure, right off the bat. And, and the idea was to go for like some true high country mule deer. Right. And, mm-hmm. and we hunted our asses off, man. Like we, we put it down, like climbing mountains, you know, like you're doing it. And, and we stayed out there. Like it was tough, dude, sucking wind glass and putting it. We saw a handful of really good bucks, mm-hmm. man. We did. We saw a handful of really good deer, you know, Big old four by four, typical framed, boxed out, some real mass, like dude, good deer that anybody without a doubt would be like, wow, that is a stud buck, right? Like, that's without a doubt. We were in those deer. It was just getting on them. the The way the terrain was, the way the wind would blow daily, you know, like mm-hmm. it was so hard to bed them up. And then when you did bed them up, man, they were it was, God, they they would bed up a mile away from you. You know what I mean? And then you're trying to get in <laughs> in on them, and it's shale, and it's dude. It was gnarly. It was just so dude. hard, you know. So we hunted. Yeah. We hunted Saturday. Uh, didn't have an opportunity. Found a real nice four by four. I went in on them. Couldn't get in on them. It it is what it is. You know, there was a yeah. handful of other bucks that we had seen. Couldn't get in on them. And uh, I think it was Sunday. Mm-hmm. We were up in the mountains, man, and uh, I put a stock on a on a buck that was with a doe. He's just cruising, you know. Was, I think there was a, I don't know, maybe a hundred inch, three by three, couple year old, you know. And then and then there was a bigger, a bigger, I think it was a three by three by two. Anyways, I I got it, dude. I got to 120 yards. They they just crested. <laughs> it never even had an opportunity, right? Like it, wow. it just would. It mm-hmm. just wasn't going to happen. I ended up letting an arrow go at a real nice uh, three by two at 70 yards uphill straight over his back. <laughs> right. Like it is what it is. And then that was Sunday night. And um, my buddy, hold on. Uh, my buddy ended up saying, Hey dude, I got to go into town, you know? So we ended up going back into base camp and, and he's like, I need to go handle some stuff on Monday. Da-da-da. So I was solo Monday, man. I got up <clears throat> and, uh, Got after it, got after it, bud. Went to the trailhead, got into it, started getting into elevation, started glassing, and and sure enough, man, I saw a bachelor group and and uh, was able to close the distance. You know, there's some really good bucks in there, and and all I saw was this deer. And now that I think about it, like looking back on it, they were probably all right around the same size, right? You know, okay. they were same mm-hmm. class range, you know, and and uh, they. It just, the way it worked out was I was above this quakey patch, probably like the last quakey patch on the mountain before it started like shelling out. Like it was really, it was just, it was a tough hunt, man. High elevation. Anyways, I ended up getting in on them and uh, 
throw the range up, and I saw three bucks, and I, went, oh, I was checking them out, you know, hitting them with the range, and then all of a sudden, out of my peripheral, I saw a deer to the left, and I looked, and I didn't even see what he was. I just looked at him, and I saw he's wide, and I was like, oh, here we go, you know, and I watched him creep. He probably walked three yards, put his head behind, because I was at the top. I was higher than the Quakies. And they mm-hmm. were kind of on that edge, getting ready to dive in and probably go bed. So, anyways, I was able to just get in, settle in, hit him with the range, and he had creeped just a little bit, three yards or so, and and it it lined up perfect. He was perfectly broadside, and he his neck and head were behind two quakies. So I don't even know which way his head was turned when I was drawing mm-hmm. on this deer, but I'd hit him seventy six yards, and I went, oh man, that's it's a poke. So I ended up creeping up a couple more, got in, set my pin to 70, just drew back. And I kind of wobbled out a little bit like, oh man, this is going to happen, you know, but everything started slowing down, took a deep breath and just pulled through my shot, dude. And I just watched that pin settle and just pulled, 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 pulled. And I just watched that arrow laser beam, dude. I mean, obviously it's not a laser beam, but I just watched it just arc perfectly. It was the perfect flight of the arrow, man. Like, yeah, and, and it was almost like I watched every rotation of those fletchings. You know what I mean? Like it just everything mm-hmm. slowed down, and I just watched it just bloop and one in bloop bloop. You know what I mean? I hit him with a yeah. sever two point dude. Just blink blink, and the deer in front of him took off. He took off with him, and I because at first like I watched that arrow hit him, and he kind of like I don't want to say cow kick a little bit of cow kick. You know what I mean? But, uh-huh. you know, you're 70 yards away. I mean, that is, it's a poke. You know what I mean? It's not like it's yeah. it's 20 yards. You know, it's a poke. So it's, I watched that arrow hit him, and it just bloop, bloop, passed straight through. And uh, he took off with his buddies. But, man, it was like 100 yards, and he starts slowing down. And I was just sitting there, like, in my head. And then I started telling myself, he's going down. He's going down. He's going down, you know, like holding my bow with my left hand. I'm crouching, creeping. Like I wasn't even moving. I was just kind of moving my head back and forth, like, you know, looking through the quakies, trying to stay eyes on him, stay eyes on him. And he's slowing down. His his ears were pinned back. Like the other ones were bounding off. He was running behind him, and his ears were pinned back, like listening to like what was behind him, like what's coming after me. You know what I mean? And uh, or started, either that, or he was just trying to imitate speed racers or whatever, man. <laughs> Dude, it, it was it was just so cool to see it go down, and and he was just, and then he slowed down, slowed down, slowed down, and then it looked like he crashed, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh hell yeah, you know, I caught on my in reach. Obviously, there's no service, man. I mean, high country and whatnot. And a lot of people think like, just get to the top of the mountain. Typically, you're right. You get to the top of the mountain, you can get cell service on your phone. You know, I mean, you get up there, but dude, we, I don't know what the deal is. You know, we're like up on the top of this mountain range. We're not on like a mountain in front of a city, right? So, dude, we had like very little cell service anywhere we were at. It, it was so spotty. So, um, hold on, real quick, I gotta get my dog. <laughs> Come here, here, here! I was so into the story. Sorry, you got to make sure Doug don't get by a car. Hey, down, down. So, uh, you know, I I was I got got enough elevation, got out, got out, and I was able to get the in reach up and uh, reach out to my buddy Matt, and I said, Matt, get up here now. <laughs> it's it was like seven oh five, dude, when I hit this deer in the morning. So like I had already been high, you know what I mean? I'm like, dude, he's like freak i'm two hours from camp and and i'm like dude get up here now he's like you need help you know getting him out i'm like i don't know just 
you know, because that in-reach Explorer, you can text back and forth, you know. So we're having yeah. conversations, and I sent my wife text message because, you know, I keep in contact with her through the in-reach. It's a shot of deer, you know, decent buck, I think. Da, 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 da. And sure enough, you know, I, I go in. I said, I'm going to give him an hour. I waited an hour and a half, to be honest, you know, and I, and I, I ended up going in. My buddy said he was two hours away from camp. I was half hour on the trail. Like, I just figured I'd meet him in there. So I went in, hour and a half. Took me about 30, no, it was more now, probably closer to an hour to get to into blood, dude, and I lost blood, backed out, went back to camp, hiked out, went into camp, waited for Matt to show up. Dude, we, we he showed up. We got together. And we went back in, man, and sure enough, man, we were able to figure it out. Dude, he was probably 20 yards, 25 yards from where I'd lost blood, you know, as a crow flies, you know, straight line, but obviously it didn't go that way. But uh, ended up recovering him, man, super pumped, nice 4 by 4 dude, my my best with a bow, dude. It, full velvet, typical, symmetrical, like awesome buck, man. I, I'm just – Dude, I couldn't be more blessed. It was it was an awesome, awesome hunt. Hunted my ass off for him, you know. Paid my, Dude, paid my I, respects, I, you know. Did do what I, I had was to do. So, I was so stoked for you because um, last year, me and you both kind of had a, a very similar outcome to our seasons, and we walked out of here, uh, walked out of Utah with our uh, heads hung low, and yeah. it, was, it was a pretty painful year. It it it, it sucks when you when you walk away unsuccessful but when you walk away unsuccessful knowing that you wounded an animal um yeah it, it weighs on you all year yes and it does you come up the next year and you've got like an agenda and, yeah. and it's like it you like you 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 and me both went through the same thing and and this year that you coming up here getting her done like i was yeah. like I, I was even talking to johnny i was like dude fucking so stoked for Brandon like he fucking got his deer like that was rad oh so. dude it was such a good time it, it was it's so hard like you're miserable at times but then you're able to figure it out and, and then when you find success dude it's like it's almost like a relief off your shoulders like oh I did it you know like I proved it to myself like even though you know you're capable you just always prove it to yourself and you have that like instinctual I am I, I proved it to myself I proved it to the people that matter to me that this is who I am it's what I what I know I can do right so yeah all the people that don't find success season after season just keep going because I'm telling you when you find success you're the 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 satisfaction is going to be unbelievable you know like you, yeah you just prove it to yourself it's like it's, I don't know it's some of the hardest things I've ever done in my life is to be a hunter. Right. I mean, that's just the oh, truth. So that was, yeah, you're putting, you're putting your best against an animal that senses are heightened by like 800 times more than ours are. So, yeah. so that's all, that's all, that's all we got to do. That's all we got to do. All, all they know how to do is survive. It's kind of like, yeah. like roller skating. Yeah. Brian hit it right on the head. <laughs> He's like, just said it just now. All they have to do is survive. That's what they do for a living, man. For me, I got to do everything else but survive. Every, surviving is yeah. given to me. It's like my God-given right to live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. <laughs> for for animals, that's not the case. Like, dude, everything is about survival. So if you're able to slip it past their keen senses, I mean, you did something right. So anyone that dude, gets it they, done, man, big yeah. hat off yeah, to the, you. They they best mountain lions, coyotes, yeah, um, bears, everything all day, every day. Other critters that have their sentence are so like so many hundreds of times more height than ours. Yeah. And here we come out here with a bow and yeah. we have to get, 
you know, we have to we have to get her done with a with a with a stick. Yep. And and uh, and same the same with same with rifle hunters, but you know, like rifle hunters don't have to close the gap like we do. So no, no. I, I don't I don't I don't ever mean to discredit rifle hunters, but but um, the the there is a there is a a little bit of a distance. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a distance factor. Benefit. Yeah, yeah. You could be a little bit, a little bit louder. Yeah, yeah. there's a little bit. Yeah. You, you could be, you know, a little bit, not too much. Depending on yeah. how you like to take your shots, there's a there's a big gap yeah. in in where you want to be. But man, it, it, it was without a doubt a good time. I feel as if I earned it. Um, Dude, I was I was stoked. And then, um, just, like for everybody who who's curious, like like for. Um, to see Brandon's buck, like I know that you guys posted it on uh, on the Ridge to Ridge Outdoors. Um, like you can, you can. I don't think you did a Griffin grin, but you got the head down and all that stuff. Like it's, it's a very impressive buck. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, I was way back there. It wasn't like you know, I roll up, drag it to the truck, dude. It was you know, we had work yeah. to do. Not to no, mention, you, it you was packed a, it out, dude. And not to mention, it's a hundred degrees out there. It wasn't. It, was it wasn't. So hot. It was so hot. So, dude, I didn't have time for that. Dude, there was no time for dude, that. Dude, it was it was such a bummer when I left San Diego because like I'd been watching the weather so hard, and I wasn't even telling you because I knew you were coming up here. And I was saying like, oh, weather's good, weather's good. Like it's it's kind of it's getting warm down in the low valleys, but up in the high country, it's still only in the like seventies, like maybe the high seventies. Amazing. And then and then I'm driving through Baker, California, and it was 118 degrees, yeah. and I was like, dude, this is not good. Dude, it was a sweat then, box the entire time I was up. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I, I didn't have time. I wish I would have got better pictures, but you know what? Ultimately, man, I, I don't I don't hunt for people. I hunt for myself. And that's something John, yeah. John, John from JP Outdoors, that's something he's always said, man, you hunt for yourself. It doesn't matter. Like, I honestly, man, I went up there. I had no expectations. I didn't. I'd shoot yeah. a forky. If I had the opportunity, yeah. I would have thumped a forky. I didn't care. Yeah. I wanted to go have a uh, good time, hunt my ass off, and, and get out of town for a while. So it's like, you know, the fact that I was able to fill my tag on a, on a really nice buck, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. I'm super pumped. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. I, I was so stoked for you, like, um, you know, like even talking to Johnny and John, like Johnny is, you know, telling me like, dude, that he's, he's, he deserves it. He's earned it. He's had, you know, last year, like that's wearing on him and everything. And I was like, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Uh, dude. And, and to hear you do that, like, so that was cool. Yeah. It pays off, man. It, hard work pays off, man. Yeah. It's a good time. Well, listen and, guys, we, uh, well also, also I wanted to give a shout out, um, uh, before we go, uh, the elk that I got, uh, the cow elk, you know, it's not a bull elk, but it, it like, to me, it's the world because I'm, a, I, I'm meat first and horn second. Um, but, uh, native archery traditions, uh, or at native archery t- traditions, uh, Ernest Kent from, uh, he, he started working in the bow shop, uh, I think like a year and a half ago. And now he's like a, uh, a really, really good bow tech, yeah. like, um, he he Amazing. can dial your bow in better, like than most. Like he's a, a really good dude, and he started a a thing called Native Archery Traditions. Uh, he posted my elk on his page, and if you guys uh, want to just check the picture, like I did the whole, I did the Johnny thing. I learned it from Johnny, where like when you're hunting by yourself, you take your phone, you set it down where you got a thing, and then you put it on video, and then you video yourself and you like go over and you do some poses or whatever. And then you screenshot your phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
I had to do that, and that's how I got my pictures of my elk. And then uh, uh, you can already see that I'm depressed. Of uh, like I, I couldn't even smile because I knew how bad my night was gonna be. Yeah. But but um but yeah. So he posted it and a little. He posted just a little bit about it, and then he he also mentioned that um that I was gonna be talking about it on Ridge to Ridge. Oh yeah. So dude. Uh, so I just wanted to give him a shout out and like uh, you guys. I'll give tell him you what, dude. I'll tell you what. You're gonna smile every time you go to that freezer. Yeah, you are. Uh, Absolutely. You, you know what? I've, I I I mean, like I said, I I already appreciate. Uh, this animal and and the fact that you know like like um for for any anti hunter or non hunter out there that 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 has anything bad to say to a hunter like I tell you what like you, you, they'll go out and they'll order a burger or whatever and they they'll they will never think about that burger again yep. but every time I eat a steak or a burger or whatever a roast out of this elk I'm, I I I'm going to relive the experience that I went through and I will never forget this. Yep. Dude. This was one of the toughest hunts um, wearing on me and, and my girl too. So, so like she's been so cool through this, but I know that she's, she's missing me too. And, and um, uh, I'm like, I, I just feel blessed that I'm able to, to come home and be successful and, and you know, the, the, the elk had a sacrifice and I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. And you know, like that's, that's the one thing that every hunter should be able to do is just appreciate the sacrifice that the animal makes so that we can eat, you know? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Some, something's yeah. got to die for us to live, so. man. And the fact that you, uh, <laughs> you appreciate yeah, it absolutely. in the way that we all do, man, it's, it's a testament to your character. So yeah, man, with, with, without a doubt, a big shout out to Ernest, man. I, I met that yeah. guy a handful of times. Super cool guy. Matter of fact, he's the last dude that put a tune on my bow before, uh, I went to Utah. Thanks. I appreciate mm -hmm. that bow shooting straight. <laughs> big shout out to bow and arrow shop. Oh, man, so, so you're going to have to let him touch your buck, dude. Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> I need to get that thing scored, man. I, I need to figure it all out, and and uh, I want to bring it down, show it to him, and and do our thing, but... dude. I'm, I'll score it for you, and then uh, and then Ed Mansion can harass me about it. Like he's pretty good at that. Oh yeah, I'm sure he will. You know, he, matter of fact, he, oh, yeah. he's fixing to throw a shoulder mount on it for me. So so that that oh, deer is gonna head out to him, and he's gonna tune it up for you for me, and and. Uh, I'm super excited. It's going to be hanging on the, the studio wall, man. We, we already got a spot for it here. And, and, man, I just hope to continue to fill tags this season. You know, I feel like I'm blessed already, so I'm not going to be uh, extremely picky. But, man, it'd be nice to yeah. fill some 822 more. 822 kick you off. Next, what is it, Saturday? This like Saturday this, the this Saturday. Good luck to yeah. everybody because, man, a heat wave is coming on. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be 110 degrees. Uh, in Temecula on Saturday, and coincidentally, I'm gonna be in the stand. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you have a you have a big buck that was in your area, and um, yeah, that's it's so it's so typical um, that that happens. But if you've got does in your area, like just remember, November's not too far around the corner. Oh yeah, we'll figure it out. But listen, guys. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, Travis. We got an hour and 40 minutes, man. This is a good podcast, and uh, appreciate you coming on, bro, Hammer. Oh, yeah, dude, always. Um, uh, I wish I could have done it sooner, but just, you know, life. Even even being retired, you know, I'm still pretty bit, pretty damn busy, and, uh, and I just wanted to get a podcast out before the season starts to give everybody a heads up and, you know, just tell them, like, 
like good luck and, and be safe out there. Watch out for mountain lions, uh, triple S. What did you say that? Um, oh, and then uh, <laughs> and crazy ladies in Laguna. Watch out for the crazy ladies. No, uh, but just be careful, guys. Like, just remember, there's a lot of lions up there, and they don't they don't want too much to do with us. But at the same time, like, there's been some shit going down and bear um, spray. Be careful, yeah, bear, bear spray, uh, bro. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, pick up your trash, guys. Right on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, bro. We'll talk to you. All right, man. Cheers, guys. Cheers, bro. We're doing. Yeah.